0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: All right, all right. What's happening? How's the mic? Let's see. Looks okay, right? Yes, guys. Hello. This is unapologetic liberal talk. I apologize for being 15 minutes late. I couldn't get my act together. I wanted. I was trying to get the show on early. That says a lot, right? And I'm 15 minutes late. I'm not. I have to tell you, I'm not feeling 100% well. If if I could, I would have called in sick tonight, because I I don't you know, a lot of stuff. See, look at me. A lot of stuff is going around, and I have. I hope I don't have it. You know, I haven't been as careful with wearing a mask going outside. Nobody is, so okay. I'm following their lead. Then I went to the vet with Francis. There was a lot of people there. Uh, but I did, you know, I'm vaccinated, boosted. I have the flu shot. So if I have something, hopefully it's not, you know, anything serious. You could still get COVID, of course, but I have, you know, I feel it. I feel it in my chest and I want to go to sleep. And that's what I will do after I do the show. It's only two hours. So tonight we're really going to take, we're going to take heed with the, um, the, the cues so it will be a two hour show there's no three and a half hour marathon tonight <laughs> like it was the other night but that's fine I mean I enjoy doing that and hopefully I won't be sick because you know it's Christmas on Sunday and I'm going to see my aunt my aunt I never called her aunt I call her aunt this you know from New York my aunt that's why when I was a kid I used to think aunt what's aunt it's like an ant, the bug but it is. It sounds better when it's aunt, right? You call them aunts. My aunt. No, we call them aunt. It does sound a little, sounds very Staten Island. Aunt. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to my aunt Pat's on Christmas. Aunt. Aunt. It's weird, right? Aunt. My aunt Pat. Aunt. Aunt is better. Anyway, why, people are going to be turning tuning off. Uh, where's the cat, everybody? Let's see. Where is he? Everybody be very quiet. He's sleeping. Isn't he cute when he's sleeping? That's my junior. What a good boy. Isn't he good? Good boy. Okay. He's sleeping everybody. Shh, sh, sh, sh. He'll be up soon and then he'll be irritating us. Okay. Um it, I mean that's what I, that's so nice, right? Just to pet a night. There's a um, just to pet a cat. I have to finish my sentences. Um I feel I feel like we know each other so well. We're finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> i don't even have to complete a sentence anymore with this audience so um let's see i'm a little delirious i guess from being sick i don't have a fever i took my temperature so that's good i can't really go crazy tonight because i don't want to like you know wipe myself out i really need to get to sleep oh thank you mark c mark c enters the chat Thank you for your super chat. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat as well. Nice to see you, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, I was going to call in sick tonight, but who's uh, the, the producer is sleeping, and he couldn't fill in, so. And I made a promise. A promise is a promise. Yes, and it's very cold out. I live in New York. It the the temperature went. I, I'm sure you've heard it's very cold. Well, you are too, probably. But it went from normal. It wasn't that cold in the morning, and it plunged. It's very bizarre how how quickly right it goes. And I always think of the poor community cats out there. Yes, exactly. So I have to be well for my birthday. Haiku says on the chat because. Well, we're going to have two very special guests on Tuesday. Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid will be joining on ta- on this damn show, Tower Buster. We're getting the the gang back together. The band is getting back together. So I'm very excited about that. So I don't want to be sick. If I got to be sick, let it be... Let me get over it. I don't feel. I don't know. That's it. Just concerns me because, you know, I do feel sick. So I've, I'm. I'm hoping a good night's sleep will knock it out. I t- took some Dayquil, and that's what I got to do. And I'm all. I'm also babysitting for Spicy and Louise, formerly known as, as Salty, and they're in the bedroom right now. So. I don't know how much sleep they're gonna let me get. We'll see. Hopefully they'll they'll chill out and not, you know, they have that. Hey, hey, they gotta live. They like to play. They they except they like to play when I'm uh, sleeping. So, all right. Um, let me just do some of the plugs, and because I gotta I gotta do them, you know, because if you're not. If you're new to the show, you don't know that this show is on SoundCloud, iTunes. No, I don't have to do that. You know it's there. Give the show a good review on iTunes. If somebody could do that for my birthday, that would be nice. That would be a nice gift. Also, uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash terror and That would be a good gift as well. I would appreciate that right before I step off this model coil what this sickness you know is we all just have one day at a time here so we gotta make the best of it and please 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 if you can you know if you have two dollars a month to spare what is that a show it's like 20 cents a show come on man if you enjoy the show I guess I don't know say it okay, can you really say you enjoy it, though? All the things we're talking about? I have no idea. I enjoy it. It's like therapy. I don't know what I'd do without you. And I guess we do, you know, eh, we keep growing. Going and growing. Let's keep going and growing. Let's not overthink it tonight. And, um, of course, one of our great sponsors, the one of the greatest sponsors of Terror Buster is APS Radio News a new sponsor and affiliate who we, who carries the show so this show is also available on APS Radio News I can't say it's a liberal station but it is a, lib, it is a independent media outlet run by a very kick ass human being you know, and we need about a million more of him, but he's only—he's just him. He's himself. His name is Charlie, and he's great. Yeah, I like him. He's nice. He's kind. He's got a lot. He likes cats too. Okay, he likes animals. I'm not just—I'm not just cat centric. I became a cat lady, kind of by accident because the, you know, my, my schedule did not allow me to get a dog. I like dogs too. I would get, I would have a dog if I lived in a house and I could just open the door and let the dog out the backyard to do his business when I was, you know, trying to sleep. <laughs> That's what we used to do. Well, I mean, I, when I was growing up, we had a dog and I had to go I would have to walk the dog, but then sometimes the dog, we let the dog out in the yard. And then my father would make us go treasure hunting, he would call it. Because you had to clean it up, of course, because otherwise, what are you? The shanty Irish or something, you know? You can't can't do that. And uh, that's, I'm Irish, I can say those things. You say I'm trying to keep my voice down because my... My throat is bothering me. So uh, maybe that's better. Yeah, there will be cursing tonight as soon as we get into it. Oh, thank you, Arthur. Arthur says, we all enjoy you. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy you. And if you are uh, any other platform, you want to hang out with the best people in America and the world, we have some world travelers in there. And not just tra. We got people from other countries in there. I know that because I'm jealous of them, right? I'm, I'm very jealous of them. I'm sick of them. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I was just, it just came to me again this morning. You know how I watch Morning Joe. I should have grabbed that. I wonder if I can find it. Oh, I don't know. I was watching Morning Joe this morning and they they had Donnie Deutsch on there. Oh, is he the most tediously irritating person? And he's one of, and he was I mean they had him on uh, they did a segment let me, let me fucking find it it was horrible uh, I wonder if I can where would I find this maybe on YouTube yeah and uh, they were saying brand up brand down hold on and it sounded like some old crank we'll be right back this is Tara Devlin All right, we're back. See how time flies? Let's see. Donnie Deutsch. Donnie. D-E-U-T-S-C-H, right? S-C-H. Morning Joe brand up. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. Of course, there's a... Oh no, it's somebody's t- they're talking. Ah, I think they just clipped out the part when he was talking about crypto. Let me see. Oh, cuz he was just so irritating and it was like I said if this isn't the a, a um a poster for or an advertisement for the fact that the corporate media sucks. I don't know what is maybe I can get it on the MSNBC side (laughs) look at me Um, this is like pre-production the show's not even we're doing this is the show but it's also uh, I'm in the middle of pre-pro too (laughs) nobody wants that's why you don't have fucking patrons bitch (laughs) because you're you're producing on the air right maybe I gotta I gotta really look at that for the you know I have to look at myself. I always look at myself. I look at myself literally. I look at myself because I can't help it looking at the TV. Well, I could see myself when I'm doing the show. And I look at myself all the time. I'm always overanalyzing myself. It's ridiculous. I better stop looking at myself. It's not good. You know? There's enough to... This is, I don't know. Whatever, I gotta. I gotta fucking. I don't know. I have so. I have to do so many things. It's just so. It's so annoying. Um. Anyway, MSNBC videos. It's it and it probably at this point, if I find it, it won't even be worth the wait. <laughs> right? Because I've already over just thought it and, and talked about it. I've hyped it up. Too much because, but it was just so irritating. Why didn't I get it this morning? No, because he was saying that he was he he was throwing on the words woke. I mean, what the fuck is this guy? You know, and he was he was throwing around. He, oh, because they were saying like Maverick, Top Gun, uh, brand up, brand down. Oh, that's a brand up. You know, it's like everything you would expect. There's nothing. There was nothing, you know, uh, insightful. What does it's like? He is the poster child for, for white male privilege. Pulling him up, uh, you know. Pull. Oh, that's the other thing. He was saying that uh, people are upset. You know, young people are. They want. They don't want to go to work. They want to. They like remote work and. They don't want to go into the office and they're rebelling for not going into the, and that's good. Fuck, fuck that. And, um, because now when people, one of the unforeseen, uh, happy accidents of the pandemic was that people realize that they like working from home that uh, yeah maybe there's a some people can't work from home for depending on the job but others prefer working from home and in fact they've done studies including stanford university did a study uh, all during the start of the pandemic and proceeded where um, they found that uh, productivity is actually improved. It's and it improved from the beginning of the pandemic, uh, too. Like so from the, it it improved without all. Uh, what am I trying to say? Before um, people got used to working from home, so now there were all other, um, there were all other apps and different uh, things you can use to help facilitate working from home and so it's even better that's the point i'm trying to say and so he was saying that productivity is down it's not true i i don't know i haven't read one study because if that was the case the the corporations would truly demand that American, you know, that people go back to work, but the the fact is, that most places are offering, you know, uh, some kind of. I'm talking about corporate America. In uh, if you had an office job, most places are offering, in the very least, some kind of hybrid work environment. So, um, I know for a fact, and NBC offers, you know, that's what they do too. They do three days. They do Monday and Friday work from home, and so there's and there. So Donny Deutsch was saying that it, all the young people are brats, and the, the and the, this always gets on my nerves too because this he's saying that Gen X, not Gen X, I'm Gen X, Gen Z, and the Millennials and Gen Z are they're so they're such brats and they're so they're so uh, entitled this is what he was saying and that always gets on my nerves because you're talking about a generation that grew up with live shooter drills you're talking about a generation that can't go to school without coming out of with with massive debt not only do they have to endure Live shooter drills and sometimes live shooters. Right? They have to. They they have to uh, come out of college with massive debt, and they can expect to not do as well as their grandparents. You know, as the in in a in a shrinking middle class that in, in a you know in an upwardly mobile the with the least upwardly mobile society with the widest income gap. And, they, oh, but they're so entitled. They endured, I don't know, uh, a pandemic. Like, all of these horrible uh, things. You know, not everybody is lucky enough. Or, I guess, in in Donnie's estimation, he thinks he he was, you know, born on third base thinking he hit a triple. That's what it is. You know, we, not, we all weren't innovative enough to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and inherit our daddy's advertising agency because that's what he did you know oh oh, lucky for his daddy that donnie is such a uh, a brand guru you know he could have given it to some schlup it just so happens he was born as a brand I, actually, because I was when I was watching, I was thinking, "This is a brand guru. This guy he's just re- he sounds like an old crank. He sounds like an old man back in the, in the other century, in the 18th century, yelling, or the, the early 19th century, yelling at the horseless carriage. That's what he sounds like. You know, it's going too fast. No one can get on the road and smell the fucking petunias on the side. (laughs) You know what I mean? That goes by so fast. How do you enjoy the smells and sights as you're traveling? That's what makes traveling great. You know what I mean? That's what he sounded like. I'm like, why? And this guy is, you know, got a 15-minute segment, okay? And I'm here. Please become a patron. Give me a break. All right. All right. And <laughs> now why are we listening to Morning Joke? I know I hate watch a lot of things because I feel like I watch it because I don't watch it like, oh, what, what are they saying? I watch it to it's sort of like a taking the temperature on it of, on the corporate media. I, I don't have the stomach to watch Fox. So I know that that's just nothing but swill. I I couldn't. I'd probably get a tumor in my stomach. It would be in such a knot. So I get my coffee and I sit there and I watch Morning Joe. And it's, but I watch it with a critical eye because I you know I mean I have a you can't help it being in communications. So I've been I've been doing that for a long. You know right watching media, media studies, and all that crap. But it's not crap actually. It is. It's the it's all around us, and I wish more. And I think that people, young people, I wonder, are they teaching this to young people in schools? I thought I thought I read something recently that one of one in one state, I mean, I can't remember where, um, they are beginning to teach media literacy. Is it or something like that? Which need they need to do it? Yeah. You can't just take it, uh, as you can't just take it like a whole, whatever, swallow it whole. And do I like working from home or in an office? I like, see, there's, I understand there's both sides, both sides to the coin. I liked, see, I have a lot of friends because I worked in an office, you know, a lot of these people are my friends still. I wouldn't have these friends if not for going into the office. And, but I like working from home because I can do things. Oh, and, he, oh, and that's what, you know, it's like work life balance. That's the thing. It's, I think that people discovered that they finally get a bit of that work life balance that corporations were always talking about. Oh, yes, we are all work-life balance. No, you're not. You don't give a shit about my life. And that's bullshit. So now at least you can do things, you know, like go to the doctor or if you can afford it. Or, you know, go to the gym in the morning and you don't have to worry about rushing to get get a train. And Jesus Christ, commuting. I hated it. I hate commuting. I mean, I only go, by if I have to commute, I, mean, I live in Queens. I don't live far from the city. But it sucks, you know, getting on the train and everybody sucks. You smell, they smell. Somebody's masturbating. Someone is being an asshole. You know, everybody's smushed in. It's ridiculous ridiculous i can do without it so all right (laughs) jim says i hate watching gop election denier lawsuits like carrie lake she she's now going into andy kaufman performance art right that's what she reminds me of because even this morning everything she tweets it's she's such a joke and I think it's good, though. Keep on tweeting, bitch. You know, the more they they reveal themselves for who they are, yeah, they're they they're making themselves look like what they are—assholes and uh, sore losers—and worse than that, they're they're traitors. So we know this for a fact. That's why the. Um, you know, Fox news, they, they hardly covered January 6th. That's for sure. And, oh yes. And what came out in the January 6th transcripts that they keep coming out. What is a knot in my stomach? I have a knot in my stomach. You don't know what that means. You never got a knot in your stomach. I feel everything in my stomach. So, and, um, Jonathan, What was i saying so um what's his name sean hannity in the transcripts according under oath admitted that he did not um he did not for one second believe trump's election lies but then turned around and Talked about that. Talked. He didn't say that. I don't believe this bullshit. He was full bore on board with the lies. He had Sidney Powell, all these these kooks on spreading conspiracy theories, and that is the kind of that that statement. Because Fox News is in the midst of a lawsuit right now. Uh, Dominion Voting is suing Fox News. And they're going to win. Let me see. Because they, one of the parts of the, uh, which is hard to um, prove, because they have to prove in, uh, that they did, that they told these lies with malice, right? With deliberate malice, malintent, right? And it's hard to prove that. But now they have the evidence in a under oath tra- deposition where he admitted that he knew it was a lie. And then they they could read that transcript and say, go to the videotape and show the uh, a montage of Hannity spewing January 6th big lie about the, that the election was stolen from the con man. So, they it's gonna be good, but you know what won't be good. The, um, the next two years are gonna really uh, it's just gonna be tedious. It's gonna suck having to deal with the, the clown show. Uh, you know, it will be a constant source of, of content. Of course it will, but it will, and they will continue to dig themselves further into into a grave. You know, I don't know what, to a grave. I hope legally and peacefully, metaphorically. I hope you know whatever. Well, there's that old. <laughs> Actually, I just sent Mike, Mike Malloy a a text for Christmas, and because uh, I don't send out Christmas cards, that's too much effort. <laughs> Or Saturnalia cards. And uh, I've, I have this prayer. I pray this for all. If Trump should die... You've probably seen it, It's a meme. If Trump should die before I wake, I pray, dear Lord, the news ain't fake. <laughs> so anyway, that's my prayer. But... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a clown show. It already is, and they're you know, it's a Hunter Biden laptop clown show, and just watching them uh, spew Russian propaganda on top of uh, in response to um, Vladimir Zelensky's speech, and we we talked about this on the last show how Republicans are always on the wrong side of history. Aren't they sick of it? They're sick of it. Uh, you would think, but of course not. And they're complaining that we're giving money to save this fledgling democracy. And it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket in comparison to the money that, let's say, they blew with the GOP tax scam. That's... that's You know they gave more money that's and in fact let's start there i don't know there's many many places we could start but one of the i just saw this article well i wanted to talk about saturnalia it's going to be saturnalia but since i'm talking about this the lasting legacy of the trump years will be the, the the debt that he put us in thanks to the tax scam. From the Washington Post, let's see. Trump's most... Yeah, here it is. Trump's most enduring legacy could be the historic rise in the national debt. Now, anybody remember how... Well, I'm sure you remember it's, it happens all the time how Republicans, whenever we try to do something for the general welfare or to do anything that benefits those uh, on the on the lower end of, of the ladder, not in the 1%, Republicans scream about the debt. They scream about the debt all the time as they're trying to come for socialist security and privatize privatize social security and medicare right destroy what little of a social safety net we have so uh, the the debt the republicans rose the debt 7.8 trillion are you kidding me no I'm not kidding you Tara Alright, we're back. Tara, why are you talking to Tara? I never talk to Tara. I don't talk like this to myself. I don't talk in the third person. Why are you doing it now? I don't know. It just started. Well, stop it. It's probably a little bit of being sick and delirious I'm trying to disassociate. Okay. So the the debt rose almost seven point eight trillion. That's what it said in the Washington Post, during his time in the White House, approaching World War II levels. Okay. But unfortunately, not the World War II levels of the uh, estate tax and the uh, marginal tax rate, right? Relative to the size of the economy, this time around, it will be much harder to dig ourselves out. So this is written by Alan Sloan at the Washington Post. He writes, one of the presidents one of president assholes lesser known but profoundly damaging legacies will be the explosive rise in the national debt that occurred on his watch the financial burden that he's inflicted on our government will wreak havoc for decades. What else is new? What else is new? So will his big lie. So will everything that he's inflicted on us. So will his flying monkeys that have been able to finagle themselves into the halls of power. And not so legally in peace. I was i I wanted to read this other thing too. There's a New York lawmaker, one of the new um you know wouldn't have been in office we we would would we would have won the house if not for this gerrymandered map that helps uh you know that helped put the the the, you know, the Republicans in the house and inc- including in New York unfortunately and there's some New York lawmakers what well, this one in particular who is a filthy liar and it's beyond it's just it's, I don't know what it is with with Republicans there there's something very wrong with them fundamentally they are sick but we'll get to that. I have that on. I have a pin in that. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Sorry, guys. You know I'm not feeling well, so let me see. New. I have this. I do have it. He's a liar. He's he. They keep finding out everything. His everything. He's he ran on his history, his everything, um, his resume. It's all lies he said his family fled a concentration camp and it's that's not true i mean all of the it's just you know because republicans they hate themselves you understand and somewhere in their there were i mean not not just the sociopaths but some of they're very damaged people so that's why it's like the saying you know although all Republicans aren't damaged people all damaged people are Republicans now, we got damaged people in our party too of course there are damaged people everywhere but they're they Republicans are a particular level of damage because they don't they don't get help they're the kind of damage that d- does everything but get help because they are propagandized to think that getting help is somehow weak. And the other thing I, I do believe about their resistance to getting the help that they need, um, I think it's all, it is also because of, of course, it's because they're cowards. Uh, because if you get help, not only are you admitting that there's a problem, but then that might it might you might be required or at least encouraged to take action. you know what i mean so if you're if you're in the closet, let's say that's your that's your damage and you why would you get help because you want to stay in the closet if you're a republican your 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 whole life will be dedicated. To not to self-awareness and self-acceptance. It will be dedicated to fooling everybody, making sure that they think you are the 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 image of what you project yourself to be. And that's and that's why, you know, you hate yourself deep down. And that's what they I mean, hello. Am I saying anything that's not true? And if you are a Republican listening to this, you might have just recognized yourself. And I encourage you to get help. Get the help you need, please. And stop inflicting it on everybody. Because, you know, this guy, whose name is escaping me, because I can't find the article, I can't find it, um... Maybe he could have gotten elected on his own story. Why wouldn't you just tell your fucking story? Tell your own story. You know what I mean? But that's... They just want to make shit up because they hate themselves. They... They're not... They're inadequate. They And the pathology... It's like... Instead of being... Or... uh, working on themselves and making themselves get to the point where they can feel like they're that like they're I don't know worthy you know what I mean but that takes work to actually get the credentials to actually go to school and do the work that takes work and they just don't have it they don't have it they don't want to do it it's yeah. and then and that's the cycle. The se- and uh, I know if you're in the rooms, uh, they I think it's called the triangle of self obsession. Am I wrong? You might have recognized that if you're in a, a certain fellowship. So I will find it. I will, because you guys are great. You are. In my corner, no matter what. No matter how the show goes, we never know how it can go. What the fuck is wrong with me? Aha, uh-huh, here it is. His name is George Santos. But anyway, we'll get to him. He said, yeah, he, he he padded his resume... he's he just lies about everything apparently and and more and now that they discovered him in a lie in one lie all the other lies are coming out because people are digging and that's the whole nature the essence of a con artist right they they're just yeah but people don't they people take other people at face value if somebody says oh yeah i i worked at Citigroup, goldman sachs i'm the vp of whatever you know you're like oh great congratulations nice to meet you whatever you're you take that as you just believe it that's why you know we got a lot of republicans so like every single one of them, though, you realize this, they are all frauds in some form or another. Big frauds, little frauds, every one of them. They all, for example, I mean, Perjury Trader Green, she's a fraud. Lauren Bann from the Bowling Alley Bobert, fraud. They're all frauds. Perjury Trader Green pre- uh, presented herself as a businesswoman. She's, not a, she's a businesswoman like, you know, I'm a garbage man because my father was a garbage man. You know what I mean? That's, she's a businesswoman because her friggin' family has a business? She didn't do anything for the business. They only put her name on the business when she started running for, for Congress. That's it. She was nothing, She was just a welfare queen. Uh, for her family you know she was on the family dole and it allowed her to go and work out and do crossfit and spend every waking hour at the gym that's what she did (laughs) so that's that don't make you a businessman so anyway president assholes profound one of his lesser known but profoundly damaging legacies will be the explosive rise in national debt the financial burden that he's inflicted on our government will wreak havoc for decades, saddling our kids and grandkids with debt. The national debt has risen almost $7.8 trillion during Trump's time in office. That's nearly twice as much as what Americans owe on student loans, car loans, credit cards, and every other type of debt other than mortgages combined according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York it amounts to about $23,500 in new federal debt for every person in the country Republicans That's Republicans for you the growth of the in the annual deficit under Trump ranks as the third biggest increase relative to the size of the economy of any US presidential administration and for what? And these are, you know, when I see the Trump in the wild and they're say they say things like, Thank you, Trump, and You'll see in January 6th, the hearings or the old, you know, whatever. They'll interview some of these traitors and they'll say, well, what, what brought you to the Capitol? What made you, whatever the hell, be an asshole? And they say, well, he he's done so much for us. and." All, and all, he was doing. He was asking us to go to, Janu- to you know, go to the Capitol on January sixth. So I will do it for him because he's done so much for me. What the fuck did he do for you? Nobody ever follows up in the crack corporate media and says they all. They all go. Oh yeah, he does so much for you. What has what ex- can you explain? Well, I would love for one of the corporate media mouthpieces to go, you know, like, "Hold up here. Give me an example. What has he done for you? What has he done?" You know. "What do you what has what has Biden done?" Well, um $35 insulin maybe? I don't know. Uh infrastructure. Uh I mean, that's just there's others, of course. Now, what has Obama done? What did Pelosi do? You know, I mean, that's a whole other ball of wax, but, you know, they've done some things, some good things, some bad things, some annoying things. But, yes, they've done, you could say, um, well, now you can't get kicked off your insurance if you get sick or you can't be denied for having a pre-existing condition. Everybody thinks that's just something that, happened because the insurance company was feeling generous one day. No, and they they seem to forget that that's, you know, Oh well, that's the Republicans for you. We love our pre-existing conditions protections, but we don't like this dang mandate that uh, makes the whole thing go because freedom! Oh, I hate them. I hate them excuse me I can't I can't right Tommy on the chat Chuck Todd wrote the blueprint on how not to ask follow up questions that's right and he good I'm glad he got called out on it and maybe that's the point of public shaming that's a good thing maybe does he maybe he'll change Maybe the executives at nBC will say, you know you're you're a laughing stock. we would prefer you not be one, so try acting you know try asking some follow up questions. It's really true he's oh my God, he's so annoying, but the um uh, I mean. They never ask none of them. It's that's all gone. They never push back whenever, especially a Trump and says something it's, it's like that. What was that? Uh, we, we talked about it on the show that, what was that? Oh, that focus group, that lady that they have on MSNBC. <laughs> She's always on. She was on today with Donnie Deutsch, uh, not Nicole Kohl I mean, one of them one, and she she did a focus group with the Trumpansies and they were like oh no they were spoke not they weren't they, they she did some with Trumpansies and then some with so supposed democrats but they were all spewing some very trump well, well just stupid stupid opinions and uh they were clearly victims of of uh, corporate media because uh, they were like remember they said um, should should Joe Biden run again no boy that was quick you all said that so quick I was shocked and then we all had to they all had to talk about it for five days in your focus group They don't care. Oh, that's when the corporate media was telling us that nobody cares about democracy because gas is high. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're like, boy, were we wrong, but we won't change a thing. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, this, this is why I'm asking to support the real liberal media. Do you guys believe in Santa, Jonathan asked. No, we don't. Do you? Because you're going to get some coal, if that's the case, for asking too many questions in the chat room. I mean, you could ask, but come on. Let's, let's not spam the chat with questions that don't, don't even pertain to the topic at hand right believe in Santa honey I'm just trying to get some universal health care up in this bitch for this bitch alright alright the national debt I've already said that uh Yes, yes, yes. It amounts to $23,500 in new federal debt for every person in the country. The growth of the annual deficit under Trump ranks as the third biggest increase relative to the size of the economy of any U.S. presidential administration. Surprise, it's not the first. According to a calculation by Eugene Sterilli, a co-founder of the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, and unlike George W. Bush and Abraham Lincoln, who oversaw the large relative increases in deficits, Trump didn't launch two foreign conflicts or have to pay for a civil war. (laughs) He's just a piece of shit. That costs, you know? We knew we were going to pay. We always pay when we get a fascist in there, especially a con man. Well, they were all con men, so. One who is a greedy grifter with a fake university and a fake multi-level marketing vitamin scam. I can't even believe these words come out of my mouth sometimes. That he had a multi-level marketing vitamin scam. (laughs) and he became the president because he played a successful businessman on reality TV and these fucking idiots some very stupid people there are stupid people and I'm sick of it I'm sick of having to be nice to them they're always so mean to us The, the ones who aren't stupid why are we why do we have to be nice to them I'm not, I don't want to be nice. I want to be nice to them. You know how I will be nice to them? Ensure that they get some fucking health care. Maybe. That's what I fight for. Yeah, healthcare, care. Universal health care. I don't know why you're laughing at that, Tommy, in the chat. Are you laughing at universal health care? So, borrowing increase under Trump despite promise to pay down the national debt. There's a... They have a chart here. Let's see. I'm showing you the wrong thing, of course. La-da, that's me. La-da-dee, la-da-doo, la-da-dee. Here it is. Here's where candidate... Donald effing Trump says he'll pay down the national debt over eight years. There he is. Boom. Right there where my cursor is. Let's see. I'll make it bigger. Trump signs into law the Tax and Jobs Act. Remember? Ugh, what a dark day in America. And there you go. Boom. He'll, he'll pay down the national debt. You know, who all, I think that was a Democrat who did that. That's the only time it's when Democrats get in office. They hand over surpluses and then they they get back in a steaming pile of shit to clean up in the Capitol. World Health Organization uh, declares a coronavirus pandemic right there, but it was still going up. Even when before the pandemic, it was going, and there you go. I mean, everything Trump touches, he he destroys. This is a well-known fact. And now he's got his tiny, smaller than average nubs around our power, neck of power. I mean, around the ima- the national neck, I should say. Economists agree that we needed a massive deficit spending during the coronavirus crisis to ward off an economic cataclysm, but federal finances under Trump had become dire before the pandemic. That happened even though the economy was booming and unemployment was historically low. Thank you, Obama. We'll be right back. All right, all right. This is Tara Devlin happy christmas oh yeah this show will be played on christmas the day of Christ Mass, otherwise formerly known as saturnalia which we will discuss in a minute as we do every year saturnalia i wish i lived in the time of saturnalia no i don't actually only as a man I would not want to be a woman in Saturnalia, and only as a rich man, right? Because it would, and I, chances are, I would not be uh, a rich man in Saturn and uh, during the time of Saturnalia, because most people weren't. But there's a very good, great courses called the other side of history I highly recommend it if you ever listen to great courses which I do I love the great courses I wish they sponsored the show but why would they because I always give them free plugs anyway so why would you buy the cow if you can get the milk for free you know and uh, they anyway there's a very good course called the other side of history and it's all about other it's all about average people how average people lived in every period of history and and including prehistoric history so it's very interesting and then they have one on animals one of the episodes is how animals animals in the other side of history and it's not of course it's horrible how animals were treated it's makes you want to puke as they are still treated but like that. At least there's, they have some protections, but not many. All right. Our national debt has reached immense levels relative to our economy, nearly as high as it was during the end of World War II. But unlike 75 years ago, the massive financial overhang from Medicare and Social Security will make it dramatically more difficult to dig ourselves out of debt. Falling deeper into the red is the opposite of what Trump, the self styled king of debt, would said would happen if he became president in a march 2016 interview with bob woodward and robert costa the of the washington post trump said he could pay down the national debt then about 19 trillion over a period of eight years by renegotiating trade deals and spurring economic growth he could well, just—he could say he'll renegotiate and then pull a rainbow out of his ass. I mean, he could—he says what a fuck he wants to say, don't mean he does it. Don't mean he do it. After he took office, Trump predicted that economic growth created by the twenty seventeen 2017 tax cut, which is bullshit. Okay, can we? This is another uh the, the voodoo. Bullshit that Republicans push, like trickle down. This, uh, I guess, we're not on the other side of this yet, though. The tax tax cuts create economic growth. Tax cuts pay for themselves. They don't. They don't. No tax cuts. We have the the math. Let's see for them. So. Do tax cuts pay for themselves? And that's in practice. Here we go. This is from the, something called the taxpolicycenter.org. I don't know where it came from, but it says, if the government reduces taxes on an activity, people will do more of it. This is, this is what the, the canard is and it will devote less effort to legal avoidance and illegal evasion. In principles, those responses could be so large that a tax increase would would reduce revenue or a tax cut could increase revenue. In practice, however, these paradoxical effects are extremely rare. Cutting tax rates almost never ever well i added the ever pays for itself in full but cuts can and do pay for themselves in part if one 10 reduction in a tax rate yields a three percent increase in taxable income revenues will only fall by seven percent okay this is getting into math but It's saying, yes, there's other sites here, other things to cite. Tax cuts do not pay for themselves. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget writes, while policymakers are gearing up for tax reform, some have advocated for abandoning true reform and only focus on tax cuts to combat arguments such as tax cuts will uh, tax cut avoidance. Advocates uh, argue that the cuts would pay for themselves through faster economic growth. However, this claim is false. This tax cuts do not pay for themselves. Well, okay. There is no theoretical basis to suggest that tax cuts are self-financing. To do that, the economy would need to grow by 5 to 6 dollars for every dollar of tax cut <laughs> which does never happen so there is a broad consensus among economic models that future tax cuts won't pay for themselves some models find tax cuts will would be partially self-financing while others find economic feedback would actually increase the deficit Past tax cuts in 1981 and the early 2000s have led to widening widening budget deficits and lower revenue, not the reverse. You see what I'm saying? Instead of r- relying on magic bullets and fairy dust, policymakers should ensure that rate reductions do not add to the debt. So anyway, there we go. Tax cuts do not pay for themselves. So, okay. After he took office, Trump predicted that economic growth created by his, his GOP tax scam would um, help eliminate the budget deficit and let the United States begin to pay down its debt. On July 27th in 2018, he told Fox News' Sean Hannity, the stupidest man in media as AKA, as he is known we have 21 trillion in debt when the when the GOP tax scam really kicks in we'll start paying off that debt like it's water like it's water what a dumb bastard who's we'll start paying off that debt like it's water yeah come on step right up I got the cure you need does your back ache does your neck ache you gotta you gotta cough you got rickets. You got crabs. You got an egg. You got a bunion. You got, you know, it's like. This is where the music comes in, right? <laughs> if this was a musical, you got beepa. You got boopa. You got bruising. You got daddy. You got migraines. You got rickets. You got osteoporosis. You got, you know, fibromyalgia. <laughs> Fucking shit. You're losing it, bitch. I got what you need right here, right here. Okay. That's what he I mean, it's just it's a he's a scam. Scammy. He's a scammer. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a scammer. All right, I'm losing it. I am losing it. Whatever. Who cares? It's Christmas Slaternalia. 9 days later he tweeted, "Because tariffs, we will be able to start paying down large ar- ar- l- large amounts of the 21 trillion in debt that has been accumulated much by the Obama administration." You fucking liar. You see him. Does do, are you so stupid? stupids who voted for him. How dare you? How dare you be that dumb? Why? What is wrong with you? Really look at yourself. Why? Why would you vote for that? For somebody so vile and so, so hate you so much that they lie to your face. They lie to your face with impunity, and they are they they rest assured that you won't give a shit that you'll that they, he could shoot someone on Fifth avenue. What is wrong with you? oh you know what I know what it is, and you know what it is it's racism that's what's wrong with them and i have let me show i i I know how i I'm dragging the show this is what happens but because I have other things I want to talk about. But then, yeah, I keep saying it, and then the show is going to run out of time, as it is, as it always does. Because we're under the tyranny of the clock on Fridays. And I'm also not feeling well. So, So, but anyway, so the article continues. That's not how it played out. When Trump took office in 2017, the nonpartisan CBO was projected that Federal budget deficits would be 2 to 3% of our gross domestic domestic product during Trump's term. Instead, the deficit reached 3.8% of GDP in 2018 and 4.6 in 2019. They were, there were multiple culprits, Trump's effing tax cuts, especially the sharp reduction in the corporate tax rate, why can't I talk, from 35% took a big bite out of federal revenue. What a piece of dirt. The CBO estimated that tw- in 2018 that the tax cut would increase deficits by $1.9 trillion over 11 years. Meanwhile, Trump's claim that increased revenue from the tariffs would eliminate or at least reduce the national debt hasn't panned out in 2018. Because what, when does it pan out for him? Uh, we're waiting still. Will it ever pan out for the con man? You know, I'm still waiting for the eighth wonder of the world at Trump Taj Mahal. Are some sucker's still waiting for a Trump shuttle, I hear? In 2018, Trump's administration began hiking tariffs on aluminum, aluminum steel and many other products, launching what became a global trade war with China with uh, China, the European Union, and other countries. The tariff did bring in additional revenue. In fiscal 2019, they netted about $71 billion up, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I didn't mean to do that in your ear, up about $36 billion. It's although it is a lot of money, 36 billion is a lot of money, it's less than one 750th of the national debt. So that's 36 billion. That 36 billion could have covered a bit more than three weeks of interest on the national debt had Trump not unilaterally decided to send a chunk of the tariff revenue to farmers affected by his trade war. Businesses that struggled as a result of the tariffs also paid less in taxes, offsetting some of the increased tariffs by early 20- it's because he sucks. He only sent that money to the farmers because he, he, he wanted to, you know, buy their votes. And whatever. This is, you know, these farmers, I thought they did it themselves, like my little niece used to. My I do it myself. Pull myself up for my bootstrap. I do it myself, Aunt Tara. I do it myself. Right? I thought they did it themselves. No, but they they do it a lot they do it with a lot of our money. My blue state dollars, they do it. Right? I mean, this is the other thing that I can't take people when they're well we we discuss it all the time they just they're clueless yeah they don't realize or or they they don't they don't understand i mean it's like they have no self awareness at all or awareness of anything they think that infrastructure just magically builds up around them and they're there's they're sitting in their homes uh with running water because why? They did. They did it themselves. They have a toilet that that goes. Their their waste goes to where? They did it. They did. They build that themselves. It's ridiculous. Do they take their garbage? I mean, it's like everything that allows you to have time. To pursue, you know, this is what makes the world go round, what makes this civilization go round, the infrastructure. I don't, I don't have to. Yeah, I put my garbage out, and we know it's going to be taken to a, a, a garbage dump by some people that we pay, because we it's part of the infrastructure. I don't have to worry about that. I can just, whatever, it's cold out. I had to, or, I was sick today, I told you. I ordered some medicine, came to my house. On a on a guy, ro- rode a scooter. I d- ordered, uh, what do you call that? Gorillas or something, it's cold. Comes in 15 minutes. And it's fucking cold out there. So I said, I don't feel good. I'm getting some medicine up in this bitch for this bitch. But you know, they came on a road on a scooter. I didn't build that scooter. I didn't build the app. You know it's like I didn't come up with the Internets that comm- make allows me to communicate with other people that aren't in my domicile at the moment and ask them to bring me some medicine. That's infrastructure you know i do my thing others did their thing and we're in this together and we all benefit from each other from the work and somebody's putting those wires down that someone i don't know put the, ran the cable to my house i didn't do it right you know what i'm saying it's like they think it's all fucking magic what are you doing in what is going on in the chat? All right. Anyway, well, let's just get to the end of the story. <clears throat> Trump sucks. And he, he is a liar. And he ballooned, he, he ballooned everything that sucks. And he, uh, diminished, diminished anything that is good. So, by the end of 2019, the debt had risen to $23.2 trillion and more federal officials were sounding the alarm. Not since World War II has the country seen deficits during time of low unemployment that are as large as those we project, nor in the past century has it experienced large deficits for as long as we project, said Phyllis Swagle, Philip Swagel, director of the CBO. Weeks later, the coronavirus crisis erupted and made the financial situation far worse. As of December 31st, 2020, the national debt jumped to 27.25 trillion, up 39% from 19.95 trillion when Trump was sworn in. The government ended its 2020 fiscal year with a portion of the national debt owed to investors. And yeah, this is whatever. You know, normally this is where you give blah, blah, blah. Let's see. No, I don't want to read that. It's just, you know, all more shit that sucks. Trump sucks. Trump had the third biggest primary deficit growth. 5.2%, only behind George W. Bush, 11.7%, and Abraham Lincoln, 9.4%. Bush, of course, not only passed a big tax cut, right? Yeah, that's what they do, Republicans. And But he also launched two wars, which didn't end until Joe Biden ended them and he inflated the defense budget. Lincoln had to pay for the civil war. By contrast, Trump's wars have been almost entirely of the political variety. Exactly. That's what he, yeah, it's not it's not um our federal deficit, it's his piggy bank. He's he just sucks on it like a big fat leech anyway. yeah all right it's not time to go yet progressive voices come on back happy christmas happy saturnalia all right all right all right let me see let's get to saturnalia since progressive voices are gonna leave soon so you know that's that's christmas today is christmas if you're listening on progressive voices but it comes from like everything else, um, and, uh, other, uh, the, the everything, what am I saying? I don't know. I'm a little sick. You know that, uh, I took some DayQuil, so that's doesn't have anything good in it or good, not good for me because I'm in recovery, but it doesn't have anything that makes you loopy, but I feel, oh shit. Here he comes. Here comes the cat. Come on up, then. Come on up, bitch. I mean, honey. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a mood. I'm feeling mood. In a mood. I love him. Don't... I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Stop yelling at me. Please. Please don't scream in my face. Okay. Saturnalia, held in mid-December, is an ancient Roman pagan festival honoring the agricultural god Saturn. Because when the holiday occurred near winter solstice, Saturnalia celebrations are the source of many of the traditions we now associate with Christmas. That's right. I know. It's a kick-ass holiday. I thought I had this better article about it, though. Saturnalia, oh Saturnalia, oh Saturnalia, I, oh Saturnalia, Saturnalia. You now, when I say Saturnalia, you say. You say meow. When I say Saturnalia you say Come on junior <laughs> When I say Saturnalia you say Come on say it Oh fuck he's running it Yo know, you know that's the that's a cat for you When I say Saturnalia you say alright that's it I won't do it anymore alright yes remembering Saturnalia the badass ancient Roman precursor to Christmas the ancient Roma, Roman precursor to Christmas was basically like the best holiday party you've ever been to times a million this is written by Haley Mill, Mill, Milliman for a website called Museum Hack It was actually kind of similar to The Purge, except um, instead of murdering everyone and going nuts, they abandoned social order to drink and make merry. While we don't celebrate Christmas with wine-induced orgies, at least in my house, we have carried over a lot of Saturnalia's traditions into the modern day. The Roman poet, I can't talk. I don't know why. The Roman poet... Some of these words, it's... I got to do something about this. Cat, how do you pronounce this? Catul, Catullus. 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 Catullus <laughs> describes Saturnalia as the best of times. He didn't even have to offer a caveat, just like the Christmas-obsessed Charles Dickens did in his novel Great Expectations saturnalia was straight up awesome let's take a look at five facts about the badass ancient roman christmas precursor to christmas now i have hair in my face and i can't see without my glasses Saturnalia came from humble beginnings. It started as a farming ritual where farmers would offer gifts and sacrifices to the gods in celebration of the winter solstice and the winter planting season. Those early rituals morphed into a holiday with a real name, Saturnalia, which honored the sun, the Rome, which honored, excuse me, Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture who, like all benevolent deities, demanded his worshippers honor him with slaughtered lambs and gifts. Initially, Saturnalia celebrations were just one day. But as more and more people started to celebrate, the holiday grew and grew, and it became a week-long festival by the time of the late Roman Republic. There isn't a concrete explanation as to why Saturnalia grew from one day to a week, but we'd like to think it was because people simply realized that a party that lasts a whole week is at least seven times more awesome than a party that lasts a day. Nobody worked during Saturnalia courts and schools were closed. Business dealings came to a halt. People spend their time gambling, feasting, hanging out and giving out super gifts, super cool gifts try telling your boss you celebrate saturnalia this year and maybe you'll get a whole week off instead of one <clears throat> just remember it's not our fault if your boss looks at you like you're crazy haha <laughs> saturnalia was basically an old an OG boxing day another december holiday boxing day can trace its roots to saturnalia for those of you who aren't from the uk and didn't look at, look up after Look it up after reading Harry Potter. Boxing day is a holiday celebrated the day after Christmas day. Traditionally on boxing day, servants received Christmas presents or a service from their masters. Similarly, during Saturnalia, all social rules were out the window. Slaves got the chance to participate in the festivities and were, and even received gifts from their masters or sat at the head of the table while their masters served them. It was like a freaky Friday, but for like a week. Unlike other Roman holidays, which were mainly celebrated by the upper class, Saturnalia was truly for everyone. Saturnalia, um, in each household, they uh, had to elect a head mischief maker for the week. The best part of Saturnalia is that many households would choose, choose a mock king who got to lord over the rest of the house for the week called the Saturnaliacus, Principus, otherwise known as the leader of Saturnalia or the lord of misrule. This person's sole job was to make mischief during the whole week, a.k.a. the best job ever. A good Saturnali Cassi- Saturnalius principus would do the following. They would insult guests, wear crazy clothing, chase people around, and play scandalous party entertainment. This person was chosen by fate. A small coin would be hidden in a cake served at the beginning of the festivities. Whoever found the object in his cake would become the king of Saturnalia. If you are from New Orleans or just have spent a lot of time on Bourbon Street, this might sound familiar. The tradition of hiding coins in pastries would eventually evolve into a kind of weird Mardi Gras custom of hiding baby fig- figurines inside king cakes. And the feasts were out of control. Think of the most out-of-control holiday party you've ever been to and then multiply it by 10. You might just approach the epicness that is Saturnalia. (laughs) Saturnalia was seven straight days of debauchery. Just like we mentioned earlier, each household had a principus to create chaos inside the home. Then there were the public feasts and celebrations that everyone could attend. People would stay out late, into the night drinking and partying with their friends. According to legend, Roman author and notorious bl- buzzkill Pliny, and you can read all about it, had to build a soundproof wall in his house just so he can keep working during Saturnalia. And I always find that very interesting. If you read the writings of Pliny, which are available online, of course, because everything is uh, public domain now, of course. Um, It's interesting because he writes how he's irritated about the Saturnalia um, celebrations. They're too loud and he just wanted to work, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just like something that would happen today because of people. People never change. We're the same. And Santa got his catchphrase from Saturnalia. You know, I.O. Saturnalia became ho, 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 or I.O. All right, that's the end of the progressive voices part of the show. Remember, remember, we will win. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Saturnalia. Happy Kwanzaa. We stick together. We win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Come back on Tuesday night. Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid will be here. YouTube.com slash c channel slash Tarabuster. That's where we'll be. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and we will win. I'll see you soon. All right. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Io What are you doing, Jonathan? Calm down. Calm down. I think it was I think it was Plenty of the Younger. Am I wrong? Plenty the younger. Let me see. Yes, it was Pliny the Younger. Crito Vision on the chat asked if it was Pliny the Younger or Elder who wrote about Saturnalia, because Pliny wrote a lot, a lot of things. He was also an eyewitness to the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, if I'm not mistaken, when he was a young, young, younger man. But boy, I think it was a boy. Eruption of. And he wrote about it. And his uncle died. His uncle was the admiral. One of the admirals. Yeah. I'm not wrong there either. See? Look at that. The AD eruption of Mount Vesuvius. If you look at... There's a website called Eyewitness to History. It's probably available there. I like that web website too. If it's still there, hasn't been. I haven't been there in a while. It's all eyewitness accounts of famous events. Eyewitness. I can be that witness to history. Cause I saw the towers fall with my own eyes. So. but so many people did, but I mean, not on TV. <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't stay a street still there. Anyway, letters, but yeah, plenty the younger wrote about the eruption of Vesuvius. Cause he was doing his studies. If I remember correctly, I always found that interesting. And uh, he was doing his studies, and the and Mount Vesuvius erupted. But he was not in Pompeii or Herculaneum. But his uncle went to try to save people. His uncle was an admiral in the Roman Navy and went to try to save people. His uncle died trying to evacuate. <laughs> Yes, Haiku says the way Junior looks at Tara is like true love. It's true. If only a person would look at me like Tara Jr. Jr. looks at me. Were you still in the Army National Guard when when Air America was on W W R L sixteen? I don't know. I don't I think so. I don't know. I remember when uh, Air America was on. I think, uh, yeah, I remember that. I used to listen to it. All right. Where was I? Can't believe it. Can't believe how my neck hurts. What do you think, Junior? (laughs) What do you think about my neck, kid? I hate it. You're good. You're so good. Why are you so good? Why are you so good? I love you. I love my cat. Oh! Look at that. I love my cat. Oh! There goes a camera. There goes the camera can't have that good ahead. come on kid i'm trying to put you on tv all right what were you talking about we were talking let's just finish up saturnalia santa got his catchphrase oh yes i read i read that our favorite theory suggests that mr claus himself started saying ho 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 based on the ancient roman greeting io could be io saturnalia from um, saturnalia from the lord of misrule to yuletide carols eventually in 1312 and uh, not thirteen, three twelve 312 ad the roman emperor constantine the first christian emperor unfortunately what, what a what a disgrace started the shift from saturnalia to christmas slowly but surely the romans and their successors replaced saturn with jesus a week of debauchery with a day of prayers and booze with eggnog until we we arrive at the modern celebration of christmas i know isn't that sad if not for constantine what a different world we'd be living in you know we'd, we would really be living in we'd be living in a polytheistic theocratic Wouldn't that be better? Right? Than this friggin' giant man on a cloud who sucks? At least we'd have... (coughs) Sorry, I didn't mean... I don't have a cough button. At least we'd have, you know, something to choose from. Women would have goddesses to choose from and... I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't be such bullshit. All right, there's so many things. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, racism. It all does come down to racism, as we know. And in fact, the January 6th attack, which we're learning more about. I know a lot of people are tuned out from January 6th, but the uh, the fact is it is racist (laughs) you know i mean we remember when obama remember when obama was elected into well in the first landslide election they they had a tantrum republicans had a tantrum because they offer nothing but tantrums they really do and that was racism you know they were upset the world was changing once again it was evolving without them and here's this this guy who is uh, you know not white and he's he's now the president and so instead of being proud you know i remember i was i was in tears not because oh my, he's my hero. It was because I couldn't believe I was witnessing a black man being sworn in in one of this in this racist ass country. It was incredible, and I never thought I'd live to see that day. I honestly never thought that we would elect in my lifetime. That's why you know you never know. I think about things like universal health care and i think okay you never know when we elected obama i never thought i i honestly i'm sure i'm not alone there but then instead of being proud you see the thing about republicans is that they are they get upset about um america's proudest moments they only cheer when america loses i'm putting him on the thing silly bailey silly little such a bastard why are you being a bastard but um they only get upset when america does something awesome Would you ever notice that right never notice isn't that who's the who does that but it's true and when america loses they get they they get encouraged which is another thing I always found fascinating, and we have millions of examples of that, like when we didn't win the uh, when we didn't win the the Olympics back when Obama was president, and Chicago was vying to be in the Olympics, and they were having this conservative what do you call it? Some fucking conservative. What do you call it when a bunch of conservatives get together? I thought we came up with a term for that. Sort of like, you know, like roach motel or something like that. You know, like, like a gaggle or we called it a, I think we called it a puke. (laughs) When a puke, uh, it was a, it was a puke when um, they had a big convention so a bunch of conservatives uh, cheered when uh, they broke into their, their festivities, whatever. It was some, they were probably knocking um, food out of some old lady's hands and replacing it with cat food, something, you know, they were throwing a grandma over a cliff somehow and they are, you know, killing kittens, something, something that they enjoy. They, they they had to break into it and announce that Chicago had lost the bid for the Olympics and they all cheered and it was the most bizarre thing because, and I wasn't the only one that noticed it. I remember Rachel Maddow did a thing about it saying like, why are they cheering? Do you think that would never happen? democrats would never you would you could you imagine i mean we'd say what we will about democrats if something like that happened and let's say tennessee was vying to host the olympics and then they lost the bid would would the democrats say hey guys tennessee just lost and then they fucking applaud no, that's what I'm saying. It's because they, they are in their hearts, if the whatever that substitutes for a heart, they are, or they, we're not a, we're not a united country. You know, we're not, they are, they truly do consider the blue states, um, you know, the enemy they have been so conditioned and it's been, it's been successful. That's what propaganda is. Let me see. Conservatives applaud Chicago losing Olympics. It's, it's unreal, but that's not the only time they've applauded other things more recently where, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I was, I was, it reminded me of the Chicago thing. Yeah. See here. I know it's, it's the way it is tonight. The show is the show. Cause I'm not feeling good. I can feel it in my neck and in my throat.
0: In a normal country, uh, losing a bid to host the Olympics is seen as a bad thing. That's why all these people in Chicago look so shocked and upset. They've just received what they consider to be bad news. And they're having a normal reaction to bad news. But on the American right, they saw America's loss as their own victory. Oh man, oh man, the
2: worst day of Obama's presidency, folks, the ego has landed. Please, please, let me break this news to you. Oh, it's so sweet. Chicago
0: rejected for the 2000s. Matt Drudge immediately ran the headline: "The ego has landed. World rejects Obama." The, wow. United, the conservative blog Red State responded to this bad news for the country by writing, "Quote: World rejects Barack Obama. No Chicago Olympics. Ha 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 ha!" <laughs> and the conservative group Americans for Prosperity wow. literally applauded America's defeat. Anyone care if
2: Chicago's
1: <laughs> out? Woo! Did you hear that? Woo. Yes, something. Yes, something.
0: <laughs> America lost. <love. laughs> something happened to American conservatism uh, between last year and this year. Steve Bannon at Washington Monthly remembered today that last year, when he was still president, George W. Bush met with members of the U.S. Olympic Committee and the Chicago 2016 Bid Committee. President Bush told them this. They say that the Olympics will it come to Chicago if, 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 if we're fortunate enough to be selected, but it's really it's coming to America, and I can't think of a better city to represent the United States
1: Ooh, than
0: Chicago. President Bush went on to tell the bid committee something you'd think would be totally uncontroversial. President Bush said, quote, this country supports your bid strongly. you think that would be a given, right? Yeah. That it would almost go without saying. Well, not today, not this year, not with America's conservatives now. The conservative website Newsmax today reacted to the news by tweeting, Chicago pwned, which is Internet speak for being humiliated, roughly. Uh, Popular conservative pundit Michelle Malkin reacted by writing, quote, Game over on Obama Olympics. Next up, Obamacare. THE CONSERVATIVE MAGAZINE, THE WEEKLY STANDARD, TWEETED, CHICAGO LOSES, CHICAGO LOSES. (laughs) AND IN THE ARTICLE THEN LINKED TO THAT TWEET, THE STANDARD PROUDLY REPORTED THAT UPON HEARING THE NEWS THAT THE U.S.A. LOST ITS OLYMPIC BID, THE MAGAZINE'S OFFICE ERUPTED IN CHEERS. Unreal. THEIR OFFICE ERUPTED IN CHEERS BECAUSE OUR COUNTRY DIDN'T GET THE OLYMPICS. (laughs) DOES IT WORK? Oh, THAT WAS A BIG ONE. IT'S VERY EXCITING, THIS AMERICA LOSING. ALL FOUR COUNTRIES THAT WERE FINALISTS TODAY TO HOST THE OLYMPICS SENT THEIR HEADS OF STATE OR HEADS OF GOVERNMENT TO MAKE THE PITCH FOR THEIR OWN COUNTRY. SPAIN'S KING CARLOS, BRAZIL'S PRESIDENT, JAPAN'S PRIME MINISTER, THEY ALL MADE APPEARANCES BEFORE THE OLYMPIC COMMITTEE AS DID PRESIDENT OBAMA. AND AFTER RETURNING FROM COPENHAGEN, OUR PRESIDENT TODAY CONGRATULATED THE CITY AND THE COUNTRY THAT WON. HE CONGRATULATED BRAZIL ON THEIR VICTORY.
1: ONE OF THE THINGS
0: THAT I THINK IS MOST VALUABLE ABOUT SPORTS IS THAT YOU CAN PLAY A GREAT GAME AND STILL NOT WIN. I BELIEVE IT'S ALWAYS A WORTHWHILE ENDEAVOR TO PROMOTE AND BOOST THE UNITED STATES OF AMERICA. YEAH. OH, WELL. WHO WOULD THINK THAT WOULD BECOME A CONTROVERSIAL ASSERTION IN THIS COUNTRY?
1: EXACTLY. JOINING US NOW
0: IS DEMOCRATIC CONGRESSMAN DANNY DAVIS OF CHICAGO. CONGRESSMAN, THANK YOU VERY MUCH FOR JOINING US. ANYWAY.
1: WELL, IT'S MY PLEASURE.
0: I'm sorry that um, your city and our country didn't uh, win the Olympic bid. You must be very disappointed. Well, I'm disappointed, but also I know that Chicago is the city of the big shoulders. People here have a tremendous amount of resiliency. We'll bounce back. Uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, back when I was a kid, there was a year that the Yankees did not win the World Series, we didn't win the championship every year that we had Michael Jordan. (laughs) But we'll make it. We put forth a good, solid, honest effort, and the results just didn't come out the way we wanted them to.
1: We Ha, 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 ha! Right? When Republicans cheer, when America loses. They hate America. They only get upset when America wins. When we ensure and you know millions more people although it's not all people but when we make a, a step in the right direction when we leave no one behind well when you know what i'm trying to say when we have a victory that most people celebrate they were always on the wrong side of it. Why are they cheering our demise? And I remember that when that happened. Now, what year was that? Let me see. 20, 2016. Holy shit. Was it really 2016? When was, when was Obama inaugurated? When was Obama 2009? Holy shit. Doesn't it feel like a fucking lifetime? It was a lifetime. Well, some people's life It was our millennial correspondence lifetime. That's crazy. But anyway, yeah. Let me see. What was the other thing I was thinking when conservatives cheered? Conservatives... Cheer America's loss. Let's see what comes up. Okay. Supposedly patriotic America is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. They cheer the USA Olympic loss because they don't like Megan Rap Rapinoe. Or is that how you pronounce your name? I don't watch sports. Republicans cheer. Let's see. Oh, yeah. They cheer um, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, a fascist, who oversaw the, the overthrow of liberal democracy and now has what he likes to call an illiberal democracy, which is exactly what Republicans want to produce here. They, uh, uh, what is an illiberal democracy? It's fascism with the veneer of democracy where you can't vote the fascists out. It's the same thing that the Republicans tried to do on January 6th. That's a successful coup. That's why they like Victor Orban, because he pulled off a successful coup. And I had to tell you guys, the, the more I learn about January 6th, the more it's clear that they were closer to pulling this shit off than we would like to even imagine. I mean, there were a bunch of clowns. That's what saved us. And what also saved us is that not everybody went along with it, but if they, all they needed were a few co-conspirators, they needed just a few more co-conspirators and they would have pulled it off. They knew what they were doing was illegal they knew that they would need pardons. you understand? Which is so un- un- unfathomable to me, that in the next week or so, and you know a little over a week, we will welcome in a Congress that has these insurrectionists in the halls of power including perjury trader green they're all oh oh and they're all they all hate you know you realize they hate zelensky they they spew russian propaganda but they've been doing that for years there is no doubt in my mind you know, we played the 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 video about the Russian um, how Republicans are Russian <laughs> goddamn assets. They they are Russian assets at this point. They are. Why would they be you know so enthralled with Putin, a a a brutal tiny dictator? They just they love they fall for his for the scam, you know the riding the horse without a shirt. They like that shit. They think that's governance. It's incredible to me. But they, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his? What, was it Cotton? Tom Cotton or what's the other guy who put his hand in the air? His fist. Josh Hawley, yes, Josh Hawley. Josh. He didn't attend. Was it I can't remember. It was Cotton or Hawley. They I sometimes get those two mixed up. Oh yeah, it was Hawley. He said he didn't attend Zelensky's speech. I mean, that's you know, you're you're looking at history. You talk about the eyewitness to history and this, this that that piece of dirt he skips it because he he didn't like that um uh, I didn't go to the speech because I didn't want to be part of a photo op asking for more money from the United States government when they have not given a single piece of accounting on anything they spent. What a dirtbag! You talk about a photo op. We have spent all more on Ukraine than all of the Europeans put together and it's their continent. Now this is what the Russian propagandists are pushing here in the United States because they want to be like, oh, we're spending so much money. It's not even... Our, it's not... What's why, What's it our concern? If you think that the Russian bots and the Russian troll farms aren't working overdrive on these right-wing sites, you're mistaken. And then the Republicans, we have, the, you know, straight from their mouth, they go... Then they go on Fox News, they spew this bullshit, and it ends up immediately on Russian propaganda. So it's like... The the circle jerk of authoritarian bullshit, and the Republican, the average Joe moron bites, and regurgitates it. So why would we don't spend? I mean, with the the amount of money we give to Ukraine is, you know, a drop in the bucket, of the Pentagon budget. That's for sure. So. What is it really about? And you mock my words. I mean, Zelensky, they're fighting for democracy. That's what they're doing. We don't want another authoritarian to gobble up a sovereign nation. He, he doesn't get to do that. I'm sorry. It is about our security. It was only a short... Not every uh, World War II veteran is dead yet. Wasn't too long ago we saw this movie before. So I mean, give me a break. So I mean, Republicans—that's what I'm saying. Republicans are, you know, they they hate America. They hate democracy. Matt Getz tells. Here's another thing that pissed me off. Matt De- Matt Getz tells Tucker Carlson it's North Korea style to stand for Zelensky. You believe this shit? I mean, these people are so ignorant. North Korean style. And they also debase the true suffering that's going on in in North Korea, for for example. They, They betray a... Uh, an appalling lack of self awareness awareness, of course, when it comes to you want to talk about North Korea. look at yourself, look at your cult, your loyalist death cult. that's what they have. a strong man authoritarian follower death cult that hates democracy and what and isn't in the and is in the process of a coup. So that no wonder they hate Zelensky because he's fighting for democracy. He's actually showing what it means, what it looks like to put your ass on the line for the country that you love, where these Republicans can only pretend to love it. These fuckers can't even put on a mask to save their fellow Americans, much less a uniform and go fight an invader you know they'll they'll fake fight some uh, asylum seekers who just crossed the five thousand miles to try to get some of the freedom these fuckers take for granted, like Donny Deutsch and his advertising comp uh, his daddy's advertising agency, pulling himself up by his bootstraps. You know these fuckers they just they were born into. a a country of good, you know, luck of the draw. They weren't born in a country where they have to worry about whether their kids are going to be killed or forced into a gang or, you know, where they can take advantage, you know, of freedom. That's why you get your, pick yourself up and run and across a desert to the nearest country you know it's just their luck they're bordering america but they're trying to live it's you know these failed they're trying to flee these failed states that we helped create we helped create these narco states so they have the right to ask for asylum that's legal Republicans don't like it. <clears throat> Look, I'm losing my voice. I'm losing my voice. We only have six minutes left, though. Oh, my God. I hate them. But, and I just have to show you one picture, though, speaking of hating them. Look at this face. Look at them. Is that re- Are these real people? Those are people, right? Look, what's this... Is this a real human over here? This Matt Getz person? There's something very off about him. That wolfy looking brow and that fake-ass smile. Yeah, he's a real man of the people, right? Could you imagine... These Republicans, they never... They've never done a single thing for the American, just the average American. You think that Matt gets this grinning ghoul wakes up in the morning and thinks, what can I do to help my fellow human? I'm in a position of power. Hey, could you imagine? What does he think of when he wakes up in the morning? Who What TV show is he going to go on? How can he sidle up to power some way? Some scumbag. Can he ride... Like, what team of scumbags is he going to go to Mar-a-Lago with? Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Like, anyway, whatever. What are you doing on Christmas everybody? Are you having a happy Christmas? Yes, first they came for the drag shows, Haiku says. What are you saying? I'm just saying hello to the to the chat. The show is winding down if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm barely standing. You know. You're watching what on your new smart TV, Jonathan? This show? Yes. We don't tolerate intolerance haiku. Exactly. That's the other thing. We've talked about it before. That's what they say all the time. Oh, so tolerant, the liberals. So tolerant. Well, we don't tolerate intolerance. In fact, it's the duty of patriotism it's duty of patriots not to tolerate intolerance because if we tolerate it that's how it grows and it becomes death camps so give me a break the tolerant liberals don't tolerate our intolerance no we don't and proudly so Because we are, uh, you know, we're the ones who created the kind... Oh, you know what? The other thing I forgot. Oh, whatever. We'll have a show on Tuesday. Remember that Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid are coming on the show on Tuesday. I was going to talk about how Maria Barter Moron got punked by an animal rights activist who came on the show, her show maybe i'll play it it's only two minutes i got two minutes i got two minutes now i got two one minute now i got 30 seconds dennis organ dennis it's great to have you this morning thanks very much for joining us can you tell us where you are in terms of that rash of coronavirus cases that hit your south dakota operation
2: Oh. Uh, well, well, Merry Christmas, Maria. Ah, uh, thank sorry. you so much for having me on, that, and I really do want to emphasize uh, the the heroic efforts of these folks. Um, they've been getting sick for, you know, really just trying to provide for their families. Um, frankly, we we might bear some responsibility for that. In addition to the outbreaks <laughs> that are happening at our plants. Our industry poses a serious threat um, in, in effectively bringing on the next pandemic. Um, Look at Maria CDC Uh-oh. data um, showing that, uh, that three and four infectious diseases come from, from animals um, and the conditions inside of inside of our farms can sometimes be petri dishes uh, <laughs> for, for new diseases um farming also causes immense harm to our air and waterways we're actually pledging now um a half a billion dollars a year starting in 2021 to 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 mitigate some of these okay
1: okay Okay. something's going on what the hell is going on now i'm hearing myself what the f- Uh uh-oh What is going on? Here comes the music. Now I'm hearing myself coming back in my ears. Alright, guys, listen, 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 listen. We will win. Something is playing in my ears. I don't know what it is, but we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. Please see you on Tuesday. You hear that? It keeps going. All right. I got to go. There's something wrong. And I think the show is going to crap out. I, c- I had to shut down YouTube, so. See what's going on? Everything's bugging out. And I will. S- guys, I got to go. Happy Christmas. Happy Saturnalia. I'll see ya. See you soon.